0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the B2 Podcast here on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, this week's episode, we're going to dive into the NBA news, BFL news, MLP news, and everything in between. So dive in, grab the popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of the B2 Podcast. So let's dive, let's dive into this NBA season as a whole so far. This NBA season has been one of the best, in my personal opinion. This season, we have seen so many just, just like this NBA season feels weird to me because the Kings are actually good, and I have not seen the Kings good in my like my whole lifetime. But props to the Kings. Um, this NBA season was good. Couple couple weeks ago, we had Shannon Sharp and John Moran's or get into a fight, um, but I wanted to talk about the NBA all-star voting as a whole, because we all know that the NBA all-star voting is, is fan-heavy, and you have to be on a good, you have to be either a, a top name like LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of those names, or you have to play on one of the most popular teams in the NBA, like the Lakers, the Warriors, the Celtics. So, those guys, those guys that we really shouldn't be on there like Austin Reeves, Derrick Rose who is a nick, but like we need to like cut it with the Derrick Rose hype. And yeah, so the NBA All-Star voting, obviously those guys, this determines who the fans want to see start the game. Like who who gets to start and what's crazy is in the Eastern Conference there's five guys. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. It's one other guy that one of them will be a reserve in the 2023 NBA All-Star Game. Insanity. 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 But in all honesty though, right? Here's why I, I have I I've I've been thinking about this as an as a sports fan and as an NBA fan for the past since like 2013. Like, what? Like, how? How could the NBA make fan voting better? Will make make the All Star Weekend just better for the team, for the city, and team that is hosting that All Star game. City. So, for example, this year's All Star game is in Utah, and which is which is where the Utah Jazz play. And so, I think if the NBA had said, "Hey, listen, like we still get you, you you still get your twelve guys on the roster, whatever." But we're gonna add a thirteenth player, and that player is the best player from a whole city. So this year, that would be Larry Marketing. Now I think Larry Marketing is gonna make the NBA All-Star team regardless. But I think that he he's having a, he's having a a really good year. He was at Minnesota, and then he kind of was just like. Not really good there. If any was one of the big pieces in the Zach Levine in the deal that sent Zach Levine to Chicago, he was like the big name that was involved in that package. Um, uh, for Jimmy Butler, that sent Jimmy Butler. Excuse me, I'm gonna start over. Marketing was the was one of two big pieces that was sent to Chicago in exchange for Jimmy Butler, which was. That probably big piece, obviously, was being Zach Ravine, who is a dunk machine and is an all-star week, whatever. But, Rowley Marketing, Larry, Larry Marketing was is going to be an all-star. I think he definitely deserves it, but I, I think the NBA, like I said, I think the NBA needs to inter- implement a way where... The team hosting, the city hosting, gets their best player in the game. It would make it more fun for the city, the fans, the fan base, just all around. And also, I want to bring the NHL into this for a second. The way the NHL does the All-Star Game is amazing. I love the NHL All-Star Game. The NHL has their four divisions, like the NBA does, and they play each other. The Western Conference, two divisions will play each other. The Eastern Conference divisions will play each other. And then you play in the championships. And then the two Western Conference team divisions will play to Eastern. And then you would go to the East versus West kind of a championship. I like that. I think the NBA should... I don't know. Let me know what you think. Do you think the NBA... Like, the NHL one's pretty freaking cool. But the NBA has a problem with fan voting. And this is the problem with fan voting, whether it's the NFL, the NBA... The MLB, it, it it don't matter what it is. It, but the problem with it is that the NBA All Star game seems like it misses something. Like right? you have the stars versus rookies versus like free. you have that game, then you have the um All Star game. You have a dunk contest. You have a 3 point contest. You have a celebrity game. But it, it feels like it's missing something. It feels like it's like missing something. And so I think the NBA should add a mother like event to All Star Weekend. But that's just me. I wanna know what you guys think. Do you all think the NBA should add a mother event to the NBA All-Star Game Weekend? And if so, what should it be? Should the coaches maybe play a game? Should it be like what like what what else should the NBA add? Let me know down. Let me know down in like the you know, or you can hit, or you can hit up the Instagram page. But you know, just definitely let me know what else you think the NBA should add to this season, to the All Star game, to make it more like more fun. This as a whole has been fun to watch, and for you know, it's just been fun. You know, we had Zion do a three sixty against the Suns. We've had, Shannon Sharp and. John Morant's father, T. Higgins, T. Morant, get into it. It has been a fantastic NBA season. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to see where the rest goes. Um, but yeah. Well, well, well. We're going to talk about what I was considering last week from the episode I dropped a few weeks ago. The Mets ended up did not, the Mets ended up not getting Carl's career. And as a Mets fan i to take some time, a couple minutes, to talk about this. Now, as a Mets fan, I had said it multiple, multiple, multiple times before. The Mets didn't need Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa for the Mets was a luxury and was that one piece for the Mets to try to beat the Braves, the Braves, to try to win the NL East, I and mean, then actually try to get past the first round of the playoffs, get past the wild card in the divisional round. But they never needed Carlos Correa. The Mets... We're gonna use Kaya as a luxury. And in my eyes, the Mets had but Brett Beatty was willing to her own left field if it meant he could play for the Mets every day. Honestly, I think the Correa thing, Correa not signing for Mets worked out for Brett Beatty and Mark Viento's development. Because for the Mets, you have if you sign Carlos to about twelve year deal. You, Brett Batey and Mark D'Antos basically just stay my the minors the whole season because they basically don't get to play unless Correa goes down with an injury or Indore goes down with an injury or whatever the case may be. And for the Mets, Carlos Correa has had a history of injuries and missing games due to different variants of injuries. and So I, I think I think the Mets did a major thing here and dodged a major bullet By not allowing, um, by basically just not signing Carlos Correa. I think it worked out for both sides. I think both parties around it should agree about and should bounce for that. Because Carlos Correa with the Mets was a luxury. And when you get too much luxury, things typically, like, backfire. But I I, I think Carlos Correa was a fantastic, I think Carlos Correa was going to be a fantastic piece for the Mets. But they didn't need him. But like I said, the, the Mets did not need him. And Billy Epper later came out and said that the Mets would be perfectly fine. And they still have one of the best lineups in baseball without cost player. Which is true. The Mets have... I'm going to say they have a top 10 lineup. I think the Astros have a better lineup. The um, Braves have a better lineup. There is better teams out there than the Mets have a better lineup. But the Mets are definitely in that discussion of being a top 10 lineup. And they probably have the best pitch in staff. In baseball. Uh, call me by I a starting I said they probably do have the best pitching staff in all baseball. So, it's going to... For the Mets, career was wasn't luxury. But right now, you got to focus on what season and see where it goes. If you need to add more depth pieces at the deadline, that's what you do. But if I'm a Mets fan, it's all hopes. You know, it's high praise. Steve Cohen is in Billy Epper and... That whole group, they're doing exactly what they want to do, and they're pushing the buttons that they need to push to help guide this Mets team to hopefully the first playoff ring since 2015. It's coming. It's coming. I think you just need to add, like, maybe one more solid arm. You, right now, your pitching staff looks like Verlander, Senga, Scherzer, Carrasco, Peterson, McGill, so, Casey's coming back. The, <coughs> the bullpen could use a little, like, work. But overall, if I'm a Mets, I'm solid. If you have a Mets, you are solid. But yeah, let me know. Do you think the Mets have a top 10 lineup? And do you think their pitching staffs going to be best pitching staff in all baseball? Let me know. Um down down below.